0: And Miss Morissette said, I sing about truth. And then she added, My truth. You see, Miss Morissette has bought into the lie that my truth may not be the same as your truth. She has bought into the notion that truth is somehow subjective that truth is not the same for everybody. But I'm telling you this morning, the truth is the truth. The truth is the same for every one of us. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through me. You see, it's not that Americans have never heard of Jesus. All you have to do is, is look on a couple of different stations on the radio and you'll hear about Jesus. You go on up into the 200s on your, your satellite dish and you can find all kind of programs about Jesus. But sadly, the value system of the United States of America is shifting downward, unfortunately, and often the truth or what some people call the old answers to the challenges of life, they think that the truth is being rejected. And it is. Believe it or not, it's exactly what happened in the last days of Joshua. You see, in the last days of Joshua, there were some of God's people who were very strong in the faith. And man, they were all about making a difference for God in the society they lived in. Then there were others who sold out, sold out body and soul to the moral and the the thoughts and the practices of the world around them. But in between those two was this large group of people. In between those two was this large group of people who made no clear decision one way or the other. It's to this group that Joshua writes Encouraging them to move beyond decision, to move beyond rejection, and to make a clear-cut decision for God. That decision that Joshua was encouraging the people to make that day is the same decision I am encouraging you to make this day. To make a clear-cut decision for God. Why are right decisions so much more difficult to make than wrong ones? Have you ever noticed that? Man, I can make a wrong decision. I only have to think about it. But to make a right decision requires a lot of effort. Someone once said that the path of least resistance is what makes people and rivers crooked. That's the reason we choose wrongly. We often choose the path of least resistance. Some decisions in life, man, they're just not that earth-shattering. History will never be changed by whether you choose to eat Frosted Flakes or Fruit Loops. But some choices are important. Some choices are even life-changing. We make all these choices, you and I. And we're all forced to live with the consequences. Beginning in verse 3 of chapter 24, Joshua reminds the people, the people of Israel, of all those wonderful things that God has done in their life. I want you to pause for a moment. And I want you to think about all the incredible, miraculous Things that God has done in your life. In the life of your family, in the life of this church, in the life of our nation, in the life of this little community that we live in. Think of all the incredible things that God has done for you. Just the mere fact that I'm here, in spite of all I've done, is a miracle of God. I can't believe I'm still here having made so many stupid decisions in my life. But then Joshua takes a little detour and he asks the people of Israel to examine the facts. Examine the facts of how good's God been to you and then consider your options. But finally, to make a decision. If you would, on page 216, I believe it is, on the Bibles in front of you, in Joshua chapter 24, I'm going to begin reading in verse 24, in verse 14, excuse me, and follow along with me. Page 216, now therefore fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And get this, put away all the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. Now in my Bible, there's a big old fat exclamation point. Serve Lord. The Lord, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And so the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is He who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. He who did those great signs in our sight. He who preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord, He drove out from before us all the people including the Amorites who dwelt in the land. We also will serve the Lord for He is our God. But Joshua said to those people, you cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins if you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods. Then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after what he has done is good. And the people said to Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. So Joshua said to the people, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord for yourselves to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. Now, therefore, he said, put away, say put away, put away, put away the foreign gods which are among you and incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord, our God, we will serve and his voice we will obey. Friend, after all the victories that the people of God had won, all the victories that the people of Israel had enjoyed, they came to the conclusion that none of that happened through their own ability. They came to the conclusion that God had done it all. But still, those people must choose for themselves who they are going to serve. Friends, this is the God who made heaven and earth. This is the God who loved man too much to leave him in his own sin. This is the God who demonstrated his love knowing that we could never earn our way to heaven by doing good works. This is the God who sent his one and only son to bear our sins on a criminal's cross. This is the God whom the grave could not hold, who rose victoriously from death. This is the God who established us as the church and who is coming back to bring all of human history to a climax. This is the God we serve. Friend, I want to encourage you to choose this God. For, friend, we choose. We're the ones who choose whom we serve. We choose whom we serve. Look there in verse 14. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away those gods. Put them away. We've all got them, don't we? Put them away, the Lord said, which your father served on the other side of the river in Egypt. Serve the Lord. Don't serve the world. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, well, you just choose yourself this day whom you're going to serve. The gods your father served? But as for me, I'm serving the Lord our God. I'm serving the Lord our God. There's little doubt what Joshua is after here. He uses that word serve seven times in two verses. He's trying to get you to serve the Lord and Him only. He's calling for a decision. And today I call for a decision among you to help us, you and I, to end the spiritual, the intellectual, and moral rebellion that keeps us from enjoying an intimate relationship with God. I'm calling for a decision for these things that marred your life to be removed, cast them out. Like Joshua, I am calling, demanding a commitment today. Just as he said, Fear the Lord and serve Him with all your heart and without reservation. Friend, as blood-bought, Spirit-filled, born-again children of God, every single one of us in this building today is created, we're saved, we're called, and we're commanded to serve God and Him only. There is no such thing as a non-serving Christian. Did you hear that? There is no such thing as a non-serving Christian. So if you're not serving the Lord with all your heart, if you're not serving the Lord without reservation, today is a day of decision for you just as it was with Israel. And then 100 years after this event, the prophet Elijah gave a very similar challenge. He said, how long will you falter between two opinions? Literally, he's saying, how long will you go on limping Between two opinions. I mean, if the Lord is your God, follow him. And if Baal is your God, the world is your God, follow them. But you can't go on limping, pretending like you're both. It's impossible to do that. Joshua is urging them to consider one of the four options they have. One. They could follow the gods their father served. Two, they could worship the gods of Egypt, who they knew well about after 400 years in slavery. Three, they could prefer to adopt the gods of the Canaanites. But then there was this other option. They could follow the real God. they could follow the one and only true God and serve him only. Friends, I think that when we reflect on all that God has done for us, we've had a whole lot of babies being born in our congregation recently. And every time I see one, and I see what God has done, I'm reminded of how good he is to us, amen? when we reflect on all the good that God has done, man, the only logical, the only reasonable, the only thing that makes sense is for us to respond to the overwhelming waves of God's goodness and say, you know what? I am making an absolute decision to follow the Lord and Him only. He's been too good to me. We see this in the New Testament. The waves of God's goodness, the lavish goodness of God is written about in Romans chapter 1 through chapter 11. And then in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible calls all men to the only reasonable response that you've got. Literally, it goes like this. So then, brothers, in view of all the mercies that God has bestowed on you, I make this plea. Present your bodies... Present your lives as a sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice, but a living sacrifice. Not a lifeless one, but a living sacrifice, a holy sacrifice unto God, because it's offered to a holy God. Make a sacrifice of your life. Make a sacrifice that one that will give God pleasure. And when you consider how much you owe God, consider your indebtedness to God, you'll want to devote your lives to his service. Friend, that is the only logical thing you can do. It's the only thing that makes sense. Now I want to give you four quick ingredients to a true decision for God. The first of which is this. You must be willing to quit straddling the fence. There are entirely too many folks in the church who are trying to keep one foot in the world and putting one foot in the the church. They don't want to make a commitment to the church. That might change the way the world views them. They might actually have to live right for a change. They don't want to give up their sin because that means they got to get right with God. And so they end up sitting on the fence and they're not really part of the world, but you know what? They ain't really part of the church either. Joshua challenges us to admit that today is the day of decision. Enough is enough. It's time to make a decision. Live in the world. Live by its standards. Receive its cheap temporary rewards. Or decide to follow God with all your heart and without reservation. Which one is it going to be? I didn't say it. God said it through Joshua. Now, the answer for some is, well, I really want to do that, Bill. I really want to, but it's not a good time for me. But the truth is this, there ain't never going to be a good time. There's never going to be a good time to yield your fleshly desires for the glory of God. Now is the only time. Those folks won't come to Christ when they're up. You know why? Because they won't sense their need when they're up. They can say, hey God, no worries, I got this. They won't come to Christ when they're down either. You know why? Because then they're too doggone proud. I ain't doing it. That means I got to humble myself. And they won't come to Christ when they're in between because they're not even taking time to think about him then. Friends, it's time to quit straddling the fence and choose this day whom you're going to serve. The second ingredient to a true decision for God is this. A decision for the Lord is not to be made lightly. At this point, Joshua is 110 years old. 110 years old. He was a soldier hardened from all these battles. He bore the scars of a long-term commitment. His choice to follow God stood the test of time. When Joshua challenged the people to do as he had done, choosing to serve the Lord, he wasn't saying, hey guys, listen, just make a choice today and you'll be done with it. No, what he was saying was, is that serving God is an ongoing, continuous action. You choose Jesus today, it's for the rest of your life. Don't make this choice lightly. It involves the past, yes, but it also involves what's going on today. It involves every day hereafter. Joshua was saying, I have chosen to serve the Lord. I am choosing to serve the Lord now and I am going to choose to serve God every day of my life until my last dying breath. I choose to serve the Lord my God. So as it is with us, to Joshua serving the Lord was a daily choice and it was not to be made lightly. But there's a thirty ingredient To making a true decision for God. And that is we have to be willing to go public. With our faith. Oh that's tough. Go public with your faith. Jesus had something to say to those. Who had this private relationship with him. He had something to say. To those who had this private relationship with him. But were unwilling. To acknowledge him in public. Here's what he said about that. He said he who denies me. Before men, him I will deny before my Father in heaven. Friends, don't you say you believe in Jesus Christ if you're unwilling to identify yourself as a disciple of Jesus at home? Don't you say you believe in Jesus Christ if you're unwilling to identify yourself as a disciple at work and in your social life and in fact in whatever you do? It's time to go public with your faith. But finally, a fourth ingredient is this. We must be willing to follow through with everything we've got. See, that's what serving the Lord is. Serving the Lord is giving him everything you've got without reservation. You live for him. Period. That's what serving the Lord is. Is And if you're doing that, that means that there can't be any mixing of allegiance with other gods. When Joshua led pe- the people of Israel into the promised land, and they began to tamper immediately with the godly practices of the world they were living in. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, because that's exactly what we're doing, if we're honest. We're flirting with disaster. Tampering with the practices of the world around us. But there cannot be any mingling. We can't mingle with the world with the word of God. It's either one or the other. Choose this day whom you will serve. A firm choice had to be made then and for every generation thereafter. Friend, we must choose Men and women must choose between God's way and our own way. And you can't do both. You're either one or the other. So which will it be? As for me and my house, Janet, we're serving the Lord with all of our heart and without reservation. We've got to choose between God and between anything that will try to take his place. We will choose who we serve. But listen to this. We also influence others with our choice. We influence others with our choice. Joshua ends with what has become known as one of the most powerful and courageous declarations in the whole Bible. Are you ready for this? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord with all of our heart, exclusively and without reservation. That statement culminates a, a life of obedience to God, a life of obedience to the word of God. Yeah, there were times when Joshua failed. Yes, there were times when Joshua got discouraged But once Joshua committed his life to the Lord, he never turned back. As for him and his house, they were serving the Lord. And that's important because you influence your house. You influence your children. You influence your grandchildren. I'm aware of that. But here's something else very, very important that I want you to hear. Are you listening? Say amen. Joshua not only influenced his own house, he also motivated many, many others outside of his house by his commitment to God. For bad or for good, our influence always, always extends beyond our immediate surroundings. Listen to what it did for Joshua in verse 16 the people answered not his family not his kids the people around him answered and said far be it from us that we should forsake the lord and serve other gods for the lord our god he is the one who brought us up he is the one who did the great signs he is the one who preserved us in all the way that we should go and through the people through whom we passed it's the people I mentioned this in our life group this morning. This is worship. You didn't come to church this morning. You came to worship this morning. Are you listening? Say amen. Amen. You came to worship this morning. Church happens out there. Are you serving the Lord out there? That's church. Are you serving the Lord to the needy? To the children? That's church. This is not church. This is equipping. All I'm doing you is telling you what the Lord has said. We do church when we go out there and use it. Are you serving the Lord with all your heart and without reservation? Today I believe that This passage of scripture challenges every single one of us in this building to make a deliberate, intentional, and daily choice to follow Jesus in fearless faith, no matter what comes our way, to do what God has called us to do. Serve the Lord. It ain't going to make you popular. But let me tell you what it will do. It's going to make you powerful as the people of God. To do the will of God. In verse 24, the people considered their options. And they came to a conclusion and they made this decision. They were saying, I've blown it sky high. This day back, but from this day forward, listen to what they said. The Lord, our God, we will serve and his voice we will obey from this day forward. And this is the good news for a preacher because the decision they made didn't just last until they walked out the door. The decision they made had long-lasting results. In verse 31, the Bible says, Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had known all the works of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. So the work continued. The work had long-lasting results. So friends, listen here. As you consider your options today, and you confront this inevitable decision that you must make, maybe you've come to the realization that you need to make a decision for Jesus Christ this morning. We're being honest, aren't we? Maybe it's time for me to make a decision for Jesus today. I beg you, do not put it off any longer. Consider your options. Examine God's goodness in your life and make a decision for him. Because let me tell you something, when you come to the end of your life, The only option, the only decision, the only choice that's going to make a hill of beans in your life is what did I do with Jesus? Everything else, it just won't matter in light of eternity. And remember, when you're faced with a decision, you're faced with a choice, and you choose not to make a choice, that's a choice. Amen? If you don't make one, you made one. So I urge you, make your decision for the Lord. But here's something for the rest of you. I want to urge you not to continue straddling the fence. We all know what I'm talking about, don't we? One foot in and one foot out. Well, the book of Revelation talks a little bit about people like this. And Revelation 3.15 said, you know, they're neither hot nor cold. And Jesus said, oh, how I wish they were one or the other. But they're not. They're lukewarm. And those kind of people make me sick to my stomach. We are living in an age where I believe God is still looking for men and women of fearless faith who will step up and step out and accomplish something great for the name of the Lord Jesus. And when you think about it, the stage has been set in our country. And what happens next is up to us. The election may have gone your way. And you may be praising God that the election went your way. But there's not an individual that can take care of what needs to be taken care of in our country. It's going to require all of us. So choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we serve in the Lord, baby. Let me pray for you. Father, I know enough about your church here this morning to know that there are those that are walking with one, trying to walk with one foot in the world and one foot in the church, and in reality, they're neither.